Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We can't wait for you to tell them when it comes to your NFL team. And what's the main thing they need to do this offseason to get close to where the Chiefs and 49ers were in Super Bowl 58. Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Join that conversation. On the Freddie and Harry calling line, we'll take your calls at 888-729-3776 on what is the main thing that your NFL team needs to do this offseason to be better or get back to where they were when it comes to the Chiefs and the 49ers when it comes to a Super Bowl of being a contender for that. Speaking of that, when it comes to Kansas City Chiefs, it is their world. We're just living in it. It was not supposed to be their world in 2023, Harry. Especially after Christmas Day when they lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. Everybody was saying, down with the king. The king is dead. Long live the king. And then we looked up and they were winning another Super Bowl. Back to back their third in a five-year period. There are a couple of teams out there that had a chance to take advantage of the vulnerability. When it came to the Kansas City Chiefs, for my money, Buffalo missed out on a golden opportunity. Because how much did they say, man, we need to get the Chiefs here in Buffalo. We need to get them on our home field. They finally got them there and couldn't beat them anyway. Had their chances. Couldn't do it. Kansas City played better. We saw playoff games from start to finish. That's about as clean of a playoff game we've seen from Kansas City. That includes the Super Bowl that they just won against the San Francisco 49ers. That's how efficient they were against the Buffalo Bills saying, we can win on the road. We got a chance to do it in the playoffs. For my money, the Buffalo Bills, after all that, what they had gone through to get in the playoffs, they missed the opportunity to be a quote-unquote vulnerable Kansas City Chiefs team. And, Freddie, it was a tough loss for the Buffalo Bills players, but also those fans. I mm. was up there at that game. I was in the bar before the game. I was going here and going there, kicking it with locals and whatnot. And the way those people felt leaving that stadium, they were in disbelief. But also they were in belief. Here we go again. Like DMX <laughs> nice. says in his song, right? Uh-huh. And, and it was one of those gut-wrenching punches that they're, they're trying to figure out, where, where do we go from here? Are we ever going to get an opportunity? Hold, heard a little kid, 10, 12 years old. We're never going to win a championship. We're never going to get there. And I was like, man, that's, that's mm-hmm. the sound of heartbreak. Yep. But Absolutely. for me, it's okay. the Baltimore Ravens. All right, I'm listening. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Number one, you look at Lamar Jackson, who was the MVP of the uh, National Football League, and he played like it, right? Right. So you have that component. You look at this offense, number one in rushing. You brought over Todd Munkin to be the offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Grant Roman was no longer there. 
You had the wide receivers. You had the tight ends. You know what, guys? We're going to get this thing fixed. We're going to do things differently. We're going to have those playmakers surround Lamar Jackson. Now you move over to the defensive side, and they were first in sacks in the National Football League, points allowed in the National Football League, and also creating turnovers. They were tied with the Giants, I believe, with 31. Both of those teams had 31 apiece. But for me, it was the self-inflicted wounds that – occurred in that AFC championship game from yeah. Say Flowers. It was the penalties from the offense and the defense. It was Lamar Jackson not making the best decisions with the football when passing, but also being hesitant to run. Yeah. You had the number one seed, the number one seed. So much belief in the Baltimore Ravens across the board in the mm-hmm. United States from a lot of people, me included that I picked the Baltimore Ravens to beat the standard in Patrick Mahomes and the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. And? I thought it was the year for the Baltimore Ravens. I thought it was the year for Lamar Jackson. But that guy with that (laughs) curly hair and that mohawk said, no, no, no. Not in 2023. You better go somewhere else. <laughs> Josh Allen, you better go somewhere else. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Tua Tungavaloa, uh, you ain't ready for this moment. Brock Purdy, you play good, but yeah. I am still king. Patrick Mahomes said no, no, no mm-hmm. to every last one of them and let the world know that he still is that guy. But yeah. the Baltimore Ravens, I, I thought they had the best opportunity to be able to dethrone Kansas City. Yep. And I thought they squandered a perfect opportunity. And they still was in the game playing Absolutely. as bad as they did. Absolutely. They, they, they can look at that team and say, we had our chances, but we have to be letter perfect to play Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Here's something else that should scare everybody, not just in Baltimore, not just in Buffalo, but everybody in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes, when he's on the Pat McAfee show, he says, yeah, we're not going anywhere. I don't know if I'm necessarily chasing like one team or, or one thing. I just want to make my stamp on the game. And I think we want to make our stamp on the game, but it's Kansas City Chiefs. And um, in order to do that, you have to be great year in and year out. Uh, I mean, you're not always going to win the Super Bowl. We're, we're going to try to, but you're not always going to. But you want to make sure that you give everything you have to give yourself the best opportunity. Um, then you can live with what happens. And uh, we've won three. Uh, we still got a lot of young players. If we can keep Trav and Coach Reed around uh, even longer. I think we'll have a chance to, uh, as good a chance as anybody to keep winning them. I think Patrick Mahomes is teaching all of us something here, right? What's that? Whether it's kids, you know, teenagers, college students, uh, older folks, it's okay to get better, right? And how you are early in life is not how you are Mm -hmm. midlife. How you are midlife is not how you're going to be when you get older. You have the ability to be able to learn. And growth has to be a part of your process. That's the word, Freddie, growth. Right. Because Patrick Mahomes came into the National Football League, he sat a year. He had to learn a lot of different dynamics of the game. Threw for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. But the way their team is built uh, two years ago and this year is not the way the team was built Mm -hmm. a few years ago, right? right? So in order for things to be right, Patrick Mahomes had to learn how to play the quarterback position in a different manner. Yeah. You still yeah. have a lot of your major traits that you do have, but right. there are little nuances of the game and different dynamics that you need to bring from your side of things. And he yeah. was able to establish that last year and also this year. And getting better and growing as a quarterback has been phenomenal to see from Patrick Mahomes. The scariest thing should be exactly what you just said. 
This wasn't the Patrick Mahomes the last couple of seasons we saw in the first couple of years. He was able to make that adaptation. And he has an organization to say, this is what we need to do to continue to flourish no matter what it doesn't look like anymore. They still have that fear factor about them, but it's not so much of an offensive fear factor. It's a fear factor that if you bleep up, he's going to take advantage of it. Here's something I don't, I don't like telling grown people what to do. But I'm going to give this advice to every quarterback and every team playing Patrick Holmes and Kansas City from now on. Don't worry about being perfect, but don't allow your mistakes to make him flourish because they always seem that when he makes a mistake, when he has a bad play, the other team can't take advantage of it. That is something that you have to be perfect in. It's not about being a perfect passer. You, you have to outplay him, but you have to make sure that you don't outmistake him when it comes to Patrick Mahomes because he's not going to play a perfect game either. But when he messes up, you got to be able to take advantage of that if you're, an offensive, if you're an opposing quarterback because Brock Purdy had his opportunity. When he throws a pick on the first possession of the second half, your team's already up 10-3. to three. That was the right time right there if you're Kyle Shanahan, if you're Brock Purdy, if you're that offense. Here's our chance to put our feet on their throat. They didn't even get points on the board because when San Francisco messed up and they had the ball go up on the punt off the, the leg of the player, Ray Ray McLeod. The very next play. The very next play, Marquez Valdez-Scanling. He even Touchdown. talked about today on, on first day. He says, when they did that, what did you think? He said, I knew, he said, I knew we were going to score a touchdown the next play because that's what he does. So it's not about playing perfect or being more perfect than Patrick Mahomes. It's don't let your mistakes make it, make it worse for you than the other way around. That's the advice I'm giving to Josh Allen, to Lamar Jackson, anybody. When he messes up, make him pay. Because when you mess up, I know he's going to make you pay. And I've seen that. I think the last two or three times that the Jacksonville Jaguars have played the Kansas City Chiefs, the lights were too big. I seen it last year in the AFC Championship game. Joe Burrow was undefeated mm-hmm. up until last season yeah. when he lost to Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. His interception didn't help out that he had late in that game. Yep. We've seen it with Zay Flowers in the AFC Championship game this year. We've seen it with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen not being able to make and cash in on the plays that were presented to them in the divisional round this season. There's so many cases, Mm -hmm. but I think the more of the story, you mentioned it, Freddie. You can't be the team that's giving Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. extra life. Yeah. It puts, he's going to capitalize off your mistakes. Right. Don't out-mistake him because if, – If he make them, you better cash in on his. No doubt about it because it, Patrick Mahomes, this is going to be his nickname for me. He's not a villain in the NFL. He's the boogeyman. You allow yourself to let the boogeyman come out of the basement and wreak havoc on your house, and you know exactly what the boogeyman is, and shame on you. <laughs> you cannot allow the boogeyman to run rampant anymore if you're any of those quarterbacks, whether you're that good – Near his level or nowhere near his level. Do not out-mistake him. It never ends well for anybody on that side of the football. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us. And Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It's your turn. We talked about missing an opportunity comes a vulnerable Chiefs team. I think it's Buffalo. Harry thought it's the Ravens. But what about your NFL team? What about them? It's not about those other two in terms of taking advantage of Kansas City or San Francisco mistakes. What is the main thing you want your NFL team to do this offseason to be at least in a position to be there or get close there? Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. North Dakota is the home of Kevin. Kevin, what is the main thing your NFL team needs to do this offseason? 
Thanks, fellas, for having me. Uh, this is the best show on TV, like or TV on the radio, like you guys said. But thank you, brother. My team's the Cowboys, and uh, oh, they got to <laughs> change their culture. They've got to change their preparation, uh, but most importantly, I think they got to change their goals. Now, everybody, every other team in the NFL says their goal is to win Super Bowls, but the Cowboys' number one goal is to make money. Ooh. He, he is not lying. No, he's not. Kevin, I'm glad you spoke that gospel because they are the most valuable franchise in North American sports. They're also the franchise that gets the most attention of anybody in North American sports. Jerry Jones talks a good game about trying to be a championship team and wanting to win a championship, but it's kind of hard for him to get past that old green cloud known as money, and they keep rolling in it. Kevin, you are spot on. It can't be about Jerry having his goals. Let him have them. If you're Mike McCarthy, if you're Dak Prescott, if you're any player, you got to say, yeah, he's going to make money anyway. We got to make it about us to win championships and have a better mindset going into playoff games because his vision and our vision are not the same vision in Dallas. Like we start our show off every day, Freddie, and we understand the standards that we have amongst each other as individuals, also mm-hmm. as a show, right? Yep. And the main thing for us is always going to be the main thing. For the Dallas Cowboys, the main thing has to be the main thing, and that has to be football. Absolutely. I understand what Jerry has going on or whatnot, but at some point, you have to figure out, are we just happy making this money, which a lot of people love to make money. But the ultimate goal for Mike McCarthy, for those players, is to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It really is. Mm-hmm. And Jerry said this season, that we know what, we're going to go all in. Well, Jerry, I believe it when I see it. This is a show me world. You yeah. can't gaslight me and gas me up. Absolutely. And get, and get me excited about, <laughs> oh, man, Jerry said they're going all in. I believe it. When free agency comes, I'll believe it. When the draft comes, Mm -hmm. when I see it with my eyes. So you can't tell me a lie. No, no, no. You can't can't sell me a hoopty and tell me it's a Ferrari. (laughs) No, sir. You're going to get me like that. I'll believe it when I see it. Remember that tune, My Hoopty by Sir Mix a Lot? (laughs) Unbelievable the hip-hop joint from the early 90s, man. By the way, oh, fantastic. Take me back to that time with my hoopty (laughs) when it comes to Sir Mix a Lot. KJ in Indiana, what is your NFL team? What's the main thing you want to see them do this offseason? Freddie and Harry, them boys bad. Thank That's you, the first thing. <laughs> Thank you, my Thank man. <laughs> Lions, Lions, Lions. Lions need corner cornerback badly covered. Cam Sutton was a sieve. And they need speed at linebacker because, you know, Brock Perry's running around, true, but you know that's because the Lions have slow linebackers. If we have linebackers with speed, we catch Brock Perry and the Lions in the Super Bowl. That's, that's it, man. Now, no lies detected. Now, Cam Sutton, that's, that's my guy. He went to my high school, Jonesboro High School. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always proud to see guys out there ball out. But However. From, from a secondary <laughs> standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, they, they have to be better. Yeah. And when I'm looking at them draft-wise, they have a first, second round, two third rounders, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh rounder. But uh-huh. they're top ten in cap space, right? So yep. they can bring 
over free agents, a football team that was very yep. dynamic in their offseason last year, and it, it, it had huge implications on where they were able to go in the NFC Championship game. I'm really looking forward to seeing Brad Holmes and what he's going to do to add to yeah. what they're trying to get done in Detroit because I, that city is is itching now, right? They got they got a little taste. Yeah. They got a little taste. Yeah. They're itching. They, had, they, they, they went down to New Orleans and got a beignet, mm-hmm. and, and, and they got powdered sugar on it. See, uh-huh. they want a little extra powdered sugar now. Are you hungry? And, and they want some with a little chocolate on it now as well. Are you hungry? I am. I can tell. When you I bring am. food to the conversation, <laughs> I can hear your stomach right now. <laughs> as far as that goes. On that point, if I'm Brad Holmes, the minute free agency opens, I'm calling the Jerry Sneed of the Kansas City Chiefs. 100%. Nothing against the guys in this draft. You're not going to find a cover corner in this draft better than that guy's a free agent. If Kansas City, may not, Kansas City will not be able to keep everybody especially a guy like that, because Chris Jones should be more of a priority for this football team than LeJarrius Sneed, no matter how talented LeJarrius Sneed is. If you're going to have to make the decision, that's the decision I'm making, because I've seen where Chris Jones has been that disruptive force. It is hard to find guys like Chris Jones. You don't just go to the defensive end, defensive tackle tree, pluck him and bring him there if you lose out on a Chris Jones. But they've shown they can develop corners. And they don't need to draft them high. They don't need to draft them low. They just find them when it comes to Brent Veach, the general manager. If I'm the Detroit Lions, I'm circling that guy, LeJarrius Sneed, because I've seen what he can do the last couple of years in that secondary for the Kansas City Chiefs. And also, we got to remember, they do have Emmanuel Mosley, who they signed last offseason. He's coming back from injury right, for, for 2024, yeah. uh, you don't need many. You have Brian Branch, and Brian Branch and also Trent McDuffie, those guys are a little similar. I'll say Trent McDuffie is a little bit better cover guy right. um, than Brian Branch, but both of the players are dynamic. So if you can get LeJarrius Sneed over, a guy you know can be physical, can play man coverage on the back end, that would be a huge get for the Detroit Lions. No doubt about that. Andre in Massachusetts, what is the main thing your NFL team needs to do this offseason and why? How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Listen, here in New England, uh, the number one thing that has to be done is we have to secure uh, our quarterback. And uh, I'm not confident, and many of the people are, uh, you know, I think feel the same way, that Mac Jones is going to be the guy for us going forward. So what, what Gerard Mayo has to do with Alex Van Pelt, who's the new offensive coordinator coming over from Cleveland, is flat out they have to get this NFL draft right. We can't have any misses. Bill Belichick may be the greatest coach of all time in terms of sheer strategy, but as a general manager and and, and drafting, that was not his strong suit, particularly in his latter years um, here in New England. So uh, Gerard Mayo has to look uh, in terms of what the management – former New England Patriots uh, general manager, whose name escapes me at this particular point in time for the Texans, uh, did, bringing in uh, DeMarco Murray and then getting it right with – with C.J. Stroud and the, and the strides that he was able to make in, in, in his rookie season, uh, along with that stout defense led with you know led by uh, Murray and then the Alabama defensive uh, def- linebacker there, uh, you know, kind of leading their defense. Back to us in New England. Uh, I'm pulling for Gerard Mayo. I think it was a bold hire. I like his swagger and how he's presenting himself and and, and leading. Um, but of course, it all comes down to wins and losses. And if we don't get the right quarterback i.e. Drake May, i.e. Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner out of LSU, i.e. Um, you know, quarterback. you, you got to get it right, and, and we need to see something kind of early on. He's right about They don't have a general manager right now, and it seems like the Pages have no plans to fill that position, at least for 2024. So this is going to be a group effort, a group collective. 
when it comes to that. But when it comes to the quarterback, he's right. Their starting quarterback in 2024 better not be the guys who were there in 2023. They oh, better get that no. right in New England. It, it can't happen that way. It has to be one of these top guys that's in the draft this year. You, you're you picking mm-hmm. third overall. With your third pick, you have to pick a quarterback. Yeah, whether it's Drake May, whether it's Jaden Dams of LSU, you whoever go that is, whoever that is. Maybe the one thing that I think this is why Gerard Mayo got the job, because Robert Kraft was tired of – I think he was tired of Bill Belichick trying to be smarter than the room. And in modern football, you need playmakers, and you got to go get those playmakers. You got to draft those playmakers. You got to sign nick, the free can't agency. Ni- can't nickel and dime your, your entire life. Absolutely, you can nickel and dime gotta, if a guy got, raises you go up, get them. and you got to go get guys because everybody else has them, or they're going to get them. Yep. That Patriot way of finding these diamonds in the rough and having them go above their draft grade or going above being undrafted free agent, you can do that as supplemental players. You can't make those guys those primary players and think that's going to work in modern NFL. Steven, Minnesota, what is the main thing your NFL team needs to do this offseason, Stephen? Why? Uh, well, I'm a Chicago Bears fan through and through. I feel that the Bears are in a very good place. First of all, I love y'all show, man. You guys are killing me. Harry, I know you did the Dirty Bird at the Super Bowl show. I know you did. But um, <laughs> I just got to say, I trust Ryan Poles. He did a magnificent job last season trading the pick away, getting Darnell right, DJ Moore and everything. So if he stick by the kid, which I feel like they should – Show the kid that they actually there for him, but stick by that kid, get him some weapons, and I think everything will just come together. Um, so I'll, I'll be honest about Justin Fields. Okay. You know, I figured out this. I'm going to use a guy named Ricardo Allen. Oh, I remember um, that name. Ricardo Allen, when I was in Atlanta, he was on practice squad. A whole new coaching staff comes in, and Ricardo Allen is a starting safety. Mm-hmm. Right, so I I just think a, a new place for Justin Fields is the best thing moving forward. I, I just okay. really do. Yeah, a change of scenery would benefit both. Maybe we'll see the Chicago Bears what they do. When you have them one pick in the draft, you do have options. But when it comes to the Bears, they're not going to screw themselves with that no one pick in April. Right, right. We go to the land of Ditka. Peyton and Erlock are next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. On this Mardi Gras Tuesday, known as Freddie and Harry, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The Bears are tired of being bounced down. They want to bounce right back to be a team that people can think about as a contender. It all depends on what they do with the number one pick this draft class when it comes to April. We can't wait to hear what an FOS friend of the show has to say, known as David Kaplan, host of Cap and J-Hood each and every day on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Hit him on Twitter, at the Cap Man. He joins us here on Freddie and Harry. David, I'll say this about the Chicago Bears. I really don't have – I'm not a Bears fan. Not, nothing wrong with that. But I really don't have a lot of trust that they're going to be able to put Caleb Williams in the best position to succeed when they draft him number one in April. David, what are your thoughts about that? I couldn't disagree with you more vehemently, and it's great to be with you guys. Absolutely. Uh, it's nice to be a friend of the show. The Bears have put together a much improved offensive coaching staff. The Bears have a, what I think when they get done with free agency, a defense that has been trending up in a big way with Montez Sweat's addition. Okay. And they are going to be a top 10 defense. They've got a very, very good young right tackle. They have a very good guard in Tevin Jenkins. Nate Davis is serviceable. They've got to go out and get an established center. They've got D.J. Moore. They've got the number nine pick along with number one, and I think they're going to use that to be able to come out of this with a receiver, whether that is Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze or Brock Bowers. They have when they get done moving on from probably Cody Whitehair and Eddie Jackson to a restructure on a couple deals, they're going to be near $70 million in cap space. There is no guy that has gone number one that has gone to a better situation than what Caleb Williams will be walking into. Every time they have the number one pick, somebody's, you know, like Carolina, 2-15, and 3-14, and 14, whatever it is. The Bears went 5-0 and their last five at home. The Bears ended up 7-10 and and had opportunities to win games that they gagged away at the end where they could have absolutely been an 8-9 win football team. And now you're going to drop what we're all believing is the best quarterback prospect in a decade along with an elite receiver, along with a bunch of signings. I'm telling you, okay. this is an amazing situation. And... He's walking into a city that's never had a quarterback since Sid Luckman in the 40s. If this kid is who we think he is, they're going to build a statue to him. Now, I would say this also about Shane Waldron, the now offensive coordinator. I thought he did a phenomenal job with Geno Smith. Uh, Also, we got to remember the tree he's coming from. He coached with the Los Angeles Rams from 2017 to 2020 under Sean McVay. So he has some toolage in, in, in his capacity in learning that Shanahan-type offense. But 
Cap, I got to ask you this. When it comes to the number one pick overall, who would you pick if you was in the front office for the Chicago Bears? From what I know, and again, Ryan Poles is going to sit down and spend you know, hundreds of hours talking to his staff. He'll get to know Caleb Williams on a very, very personal level where he's going to get to know things we're not going to get to know. Okay. If, if all those things check out that he can handle the pressure and that he is the guy that we all think he is, then you got to take Caleb Williams. Drake May looks like a really good prospect, too. He does. But either way, as long as they check all the boxes in my background work and my private workout, my pro day, I go, that's the guy. Why would you stick with Justin Fields? And I know a lot of players have come out and said, Mm -hmm. I'd stick with Justin Fields and keep building the team. Well, first of all, players are never going to talk against another player, especially when they ask DJ Moore or Cole Komet. What do you expect these guys to say? That's A. B, Justin Fields today is the fourth best quarterback in the NFC North if Kirk Cousins goes back to Minnesota, as most people believe. He's not as good as Jordan Love. He's certainly not as good as Jared Goff, who has multiple 4,000-yard seasons. He's not as good as Kirk Cousins, who has six of those. So you want me to leave C.J. Stroud on the board a year ago, and I agreed with it. They got a haul back. You want me to have missed on Patrick Mahomes in 2017, and now you want me to leave a generational quarterback on the board? If Justin Fields doesn't turn out and I'm the owner, I'm calling you in and going, Harry, Freddie, we had the number one pick two straight years. There were generational quarterbacks both years, and we didn't get either one. Get out. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> He's in that West friend of the show. David Kaplan, host of Kaplan, Jay Hood, and ESPN 1000 in the great city of Chicago. Joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Based on what you said, and you're exactly right in terms of the haul they got last year when it came to that, what kind of haul could they be asking for for Justin Fields and move on from him? Look, I, I keep hearing from people I trust. One of my college roommates works in the league. He said, you all outside the league like Justin more than us in the league like Justin. <laughs> said, great leader, great kid, great in the community, phenomenal athlete. But he said, too splashy for him. He does not think that he stands in the pocket, goes through his progressions, and then lets it rip. And that has been the big criticism for Justin since he arrived in Chicago since he was leaving Ohio State. So can you get a first-round pick for him? Unless you've got multiple teams that are bidding to get this guy, I'll be surprised if they can, very surprised. Could they get a second and a fourth maybe? Now, if you tell me that Pittsburgh and maybe Seattle, we've heard, and Atlanta all are going to bid for him, okay, then maybe you can get yourself a first-round pick. I don't see Atlanta saying, here's number eight. Could you? Here's one for you. Could you say to New England or any of these teams that are looking to upgrade a quarterback, all right, I'll give you the number nine pick and Justin, you give me the number three pick, then the Bears could get Marvin Harrison. Is that doable? I don't know. Mm. I actually like the way that sounds. <laughs> I bet now, you do. I <laughs> bet you do as a Falcons fan. <laughs> Man, like how When it comes to Matt Eberflus and his job security, um, what's the status on that? Are they going to extend him, or are they going to continue to leave his deal the way it is? They're not going to extend him right now. 
But if I, I believe the way the Bears are trending, mm-hmm. and if Caleb Williams comes in and is your starter and is as good as we all think he can be, and he plays like a reasonable facsimile of C.J. Stroud, they're going to win 9-10 football games. First of all, they finished dead last in the NFC North again. They have a last-place schedule. If they go out and make the right moves, and I am a huge fan of Ryan Poles, a huge fan. I think this guy has taken a horrible situation and cleaned all the dead cap stuff out of there. He tanked, I think, his first year. This past year, they're trending in the right direction. How do you not extend Eberflus? The players love playing for the guy. Look, I like Dan Campbell's my style coach. Mm-hmm. I like a guy who's more of a, you know, riverboat gambler. I like his personality. I like everything about a guy like Dan Campbell. Eberflus is much more vanilla. So if I was the owner, would he be the guy I hired? Probably not. But you cannot argue that if they go out next year and go to the playoffs, you got to extend the dude. Are you keeping Jonathan Hood in line each and every day, man? Because I know that's a hard job. That is such a hard job, and he mentions you all the time. And I said, dude, he must have carried you. For you to be able to succeed, Freddie must have just absolutely been a strong man. I love that guy. Jonathan's my brother. Yes, He's he is. Best. Yes, he is. By the way, those two brothers are always very, very good. When it comes to David Kaplan, part of the host of Cap and Jay Hood each and every morning in Chicago, 7, 8 to 10 a.m. Central Time on ESPN 1000. He's an FOS friend of the show and a great follow on Twitter at the Cap Man. David joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Oh, it's great to catch with you, David, man. Take care. Be well. We'll talk to you soon. All the best. Get your Caleb Williams jerseys. <laughs> and he is ready to take over that city because Cap said it best. They've been dying for somebody like this at that position. He literally – Harry had to go back to the 40s for Sid Luckman. I mean, yeah, they had the championship team. Jim McMahon part of that whole group of the Bears, and they were known more for the defense and Buddy Ryan and Mike Dicker. But they haven't had anybody this star kind of quality that potentially could be there with a guy like Caleb Williams. And they have no business not taking him at number one in the draft in April, which is a couple of months away. For Ryan Poles, the general manager, here's what we also have to remember about him. He was the director of college scouting when the Kansas City Chiefs took Patrick Mahomes. And the reason why I'm saying that, because if Ryan Poles, I understand he's not Patrick Mahomes. Trust me, that's not what I'm saying, folks. Mm -hmm. But if he has any indication that there are similar traits, then he's going to take Caleb Williams in number one. Right, right. He's going to take Caleb Williams number one. Because you're going to start over. To try to start with Justin Fields, it's probably in both of their best interests that they go their way and they move him on somewhere else. Maybe a Pittsburgh, maybe a Harry Douglas's Atlanta Falcons, somewhere. But yeah, this is a change of scenery. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine Justin Fields back in his native state playing for your team and his team that he grew up rooting for? I know Harry does have a Justin Fields jersey immediately, if not sooner, as far as that goes. I know you're doing your dance right now. <laughs> Just like Harry Douglas, we know you love your NFL team. Maybe not like that, but still. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so help them and us, please. Tell us at 888-729-3776. That's triple eight. say ESPN. What is the main thing your team needs to do this offseason? 888-729-3776. Help your NFL team. And you can help us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Celebrating all the great music out of the great city of New Orleans on this Mardi Gras Tuesday. And Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. All-Star Weekend in the NBA starts on Friday night with the NBA Rising Stars game. That is presented by Indeed. So be there for, for the coverage that begins at 9 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations. So what is the main thing? The main thing is always the main thing especially when it comes to your NFL team, what they need to do this offseason. For example, Patrick Slayton says, I'm a Cowboys fan, lock up Jerry Jones in his yacht and throw away the key. That's what the Cowboys need in the offseason. Confident underscore Ike is a Jets fan, says, as a longtime fan, we need to address the holes in our offensive line so we can protect you-know-who at the quarterback position. That's what we're looking for at 888-729-3776. On the Freddie and Harry call-in line, what is the main thing your NFL team needs to do? This offseason, Eddie and Green Bay, what you got, my friend? Hey, guys, I love your show. Thank you, brother. Uh, guys, Harry, Harry, you kill me. Hey, I've been a longtime Packer fan. I sold programs at the stadium when I was 12 years old. I'm 67 now. Wow. Um, I mean, I've seen it all. Uh, I think we need to draft an impact player on defense. I know we've been drafting defense for the last number of years, but we still need, we haven't really had an impact one since Clay Matthews retired. We need a little more help on defense, but Kudikas has done a great job. And like I said, I'm a longtime Packer fan. I met Brett Favre the first day he came to Green Bay. I actually caught a pass from Aaron Rodgers at the Packer Rookie Banquet. So I go way back. I mean, I love and breed and bleed Packers. And uh, they were so close this year. They were so close this year. And I actually think the 49ers are going to fall off. I think the Packers are going to slip into the NFC championship game they're going to go to Super Bowl next year Ooh, now as far as impact players that's the way they've draft drafted yeah. you just need those guys to be consistent the most recent was Lucas Van Ness right out of mm-hmm. Iowa yeah. so they're looking forward to seeing if he can take that next step mm-hmm. uh in upcoming years also Quay Walker from the University of Georgia Devontae Wyatt from the University of Georgia Sean Gary from the University of Michigan they need these guys to really, really consistently yeah. impose their will and yep. be a dominant defense that we know they, they can be. You just have to do it game in and game out. It can't be you do it for two weeks and then six weeks straight we don't see it. Right, no doubt about it because now you got a quarterback that you can say to yourself, even if we don't have the best of games, that guy's going to have our back. But now we need to be consistent with what I believe Jordan Love is going to be consistently spectacular this upcoming season that comes to the Green Bay Packers. Whatever switch he was able to figure out and turn on, man, he was white hot the final nine games of the regular season and in the two playoff games destroying Dallas and giving the San Francisco 49ers more hell than a little bit. Since we've got a lot of snow in Connecticut, we need to feel so much better and go to Hawaii. That's the home of Sam. Sam, what is the main thing your NFL team, they better do this offseason that they need to do? Good afternoon, gentlemen, man. Always love the show. Always you, appreciate having me in, man. You guys are the best. Appreciate you, my friend. Hell yeah, brother. Aloha from 808 State as well, as well bro. There you go. Uh, so I'm a longtime Colts fan. I've called before um, on behalf of my team. Um, honestly, 
we're the best scenario we've been in 10 years, in my opinion, as far as, uh, as, as picking up Sean Steichen last year. Incredible coach. We saw this last this last season. You know, we're a fourth out away from beating the, beating the Texans and making the playoffs with Garner Minshew, granted. Um, but I think with a, a healthy Anthony Richardson, man, he's uh, he's our guy. We haven't had a guy since Andrew Luck as far as at the quarterback position. Um, I think if we can keep him healthy, maybe add another wide receiver in free agency, I would love for Indy to just make it this year, find some way to move up and grab that Marvin Harrison Jr., which would be crazy. Um <laughs> Uh, but, you know, other than that, I think adding defense, uh, potentially another cornerback, uh, maybe a free agent quarterback. Uh, defensive scheme, I think, could potentially change. I like I like Bob Cooter, great D.C. Um, I think we're just playing that that kind of, that you know, uh, zone defense, and it's kind of, we, get, we get beat in those clutch big plays. I think the scheme got to change potentially, but I think overall the Colts are, are going to be reckoned with, man, if we stay healthy. Yeah, I'll go to the offensive side. I think with mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson coming back, and we got to remember Michael Pittman is mm-hmm. going to be a free agent. I mm-hmm. think they need that dynamic playmaker at the wide receiver position, a guy that's big, strong, also fluid in the hips, can get in and out of breaks, yeah. has the speed to take the top off the defense, can yeah. make the contested catches. Mm-hmm. That's what they need at the wide receiver position that I yeah. think that they actually have been missing. And, you know, I think they have decent tight ends. They, I don't think they have a tight end in which you can say right. we can isolate this guy and he yeah. can take over a football game. If you're able to find that as yeah. well, that would help out their offense. In that division, you got a guy that you need to come up that corner 100 miles an hour at defensive end. Quiddy Pay is a nice player. He's a decent player. He should be your number two. DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle is not bad. But you're going to be in a division with C.J. Stroud for the next 12 years at the Houston Texans. Also with Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars for the next 12 years. And if Will Levis develops, I think he's going to develop now that Callahan's the head coach, you got to deal with him for the next 12 years, which means that you need somebody that the other teams have, a guy that can come off that corner 150 miles an hour. And right now the Colts don't have that. You're right. They need a dynamic wide receiver. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is really good. Josh Downs, I think, can be. He has that kind of ability. And I like you said about the tight end. The tight ends are nice when it comes to Kylan Granson and Mo Alley Cox. You need a George Kittle type to help out your quarterback, Anthony Richardson, because you got the running game with Jonathan Taylor. But on defense, you need a guy that the de- offense looks at and says, we don't block that guy. He's going to kill our quarterback. They really need that on defense in Indianapolis. And one position I, I felt like they act- actually has gotten right has been the linebacker position, right? It's another oh, yeah. reason why yeah. Shaquille Leonard, why he's no longer there. Mm-hmm. When you have Zaire Franklin, who's and, played and, well the last few and years. And EJ Speed, And yeah. EJ Speed, mm-hmm. those guys have really played tremendous. Lead, yeah. uh, both of them led the uh, team in tackles one and two. No doubt about that. What is the main thing your NFL team needs to do this offseason? Keep weighing in and Freddie Harry call in line at triple eight say ESPN. That is 888-729. 3776. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and waiting to hear what 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan had to say two days after how they lost the Super Bowl that way to the Kansas City Chiefs. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 